Good morning. Good morning. It's the 18th of April, of May. 2021 <clears throat> and it is I that voice in your ear <laughs> how y'all doing how y'all doing howdy doody yeah yesterday was pretty rough a rough episode in the middle of the night without coffee and those tend to be less caffeinated, less exciting. But I thought we had some cool ideas. And the basic idea here basic idea here, and I'm going to get off this main road in a little bit, is that we have some elemental, fundamental steps that the brain does, operations. And it does lots of them. And we don't even know how it all works. Living cells, living beings. communicating but uh, we can definitely see a simple model a simplified view of things, which makes it much easier. Simplified model, reduce complexity, reduce scale, abstraction. That is what's beautiful, approximations that get closer and closer to what it is. That's actually the beautiful part of these algorithms, these Taylor series. Hold on, my phone's beeping at me. All 
right. So work's all done. I was thinking about that car yesterday. And I was thinking... It might have been a drug dealer trying to solicit business. The guy revving his car. Or other type of solicitation. They're thinking, oh, look at this. Someone's walking at 10 o'clock at night. Obviously, they must be looking for me to buy drugs for me or something else for me. <clears throat> so that's kind of my new uh, working theory as to that weird behavior. So, um, how you guys doing? I'm just having my coffee. I just woke up. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't want to even get up. But I got a message from work. That the guy we planned... We planned on doing a, an upgrade of a server. This morning. And it's, uh started an hour earlier I forgot to ask him if we're going to do it now if we're doing a change request for it which I don't think he's doing Okay, anyway, let's not talk about that. That's too much detail for work, from my work. These raspberries are gonna be, these raspberries are done flowering. They're gonna have uh, berries soon. So we're gonna have a lot of munching going on soon. Lots of stuff going on in my head right now. So basically, obviously the brain, we don't know how atomic or linear or how we say call it, discrete the thoughts and items in the brain are. We do know that there are atomic or discrete operations going on. But we don't know exactly what all's happening. Like we can't presume to know. We just have some basic ideas. Some simple, simplistic models, some oversimplified models. 
And and this is what I love about this um, idea is that we approach the function of reality of what we see and we compare that to the models. And we try and adjust the model to get closer to what we see. And the extraordinary effectiveness of math shows that mathematics actually matches reality to an amazing degree. So physics and biology and chemistry are really some form of applied mathematics in the end. With quantities. So So, 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 also. But this basic idea of the, of the um, inside-outside brain, of the brain controlling its environment, doing experiments, and uh, trying to survive, we apply that to the mathematical world is trying to model the universe trying to grasp it just listening to this um, well I've got so many random podcasts now to listen to I've got hours and hours and hours of them I wrote to Gino Acario again he didn't respond I'll have to check his Facebook status I guess So many of these daily podcasts are just like morning radio shows. The morning zoo. So it appears that um, 
non-essential businesses are opening up in, in, in Ireland, and they made a big party out of it. I can't keep track of all of this stuff, nor do I want to. Where, which place is locked down how much. But the interesting thing is that, oh, and every country is coming up with their own their own um, solutions and their own vaccines. So what we can learn about all of this is that every country, every area, every group is applying this peer pressure to get you to do things in a certain way. And it's all slightly different and they all think that they're right. They all have the right to apply biopower to their subjects doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It doesn't matter if it's proven or unproven. They have the right to do that experiment on you. And every country is doing a slightly different experiment. It's all different. Everyone is slightly different. Yet, um, they're all right, locally. And that's, that's the interesting thing, right? It's not like they're all singing the same tune. There's disagreements, and this is like what we talked about yesterday with languages, how each language is, um, slightly different. I guess each computer would be slightly different. Each computer would run this prime number algorithm a little bit differently. That's an interesting thought, like in terms of runtime, heat, CPU usage. You know, there would be different factors of how fast it would run. We just, I mean, in case you didn't listen to yesterday's, we're talking, let me just give you a little recap. The question would be, if we take this algorithm for finding prime numbers and we inspect it, just looking at the runtime of the program and looking at the memory of the computer, could we, one, improve on the algorithm? Like, could we infer what the hell is it doing? And why? Just by looking at the operations? Could we uh, like basically reverse engineer it? And could we improve upon it? Just by pure observation? Or would we have to take it to the higher level of mathematical understanding and proofs. 
and apply some newfangled, some newfangled uh, mathematics to it? Or could we discover some new mathematics looking at the, de the details? And my theory is that these mathematical discoveries were created by people doing the math manually and looking for shortcuts. You know, they got bored of calculating pure numbers and just adding them together. Right? And they looked for shortcuts. And these shortcuts have to do with representation different visualizations and representations that we can reason about, transforming them to different forms, transform, mutates, um, morph, morphing them, forming them. And then once we get them into a certain form, we can then apply familiar operations to them. And then we talked about presenting things to the human brain as the ultimate goal. And using the brain as a pattern matching and as a tool for finding things. question then becomes like where how can the computer assist you in doing such a thing and then we also talked about uh, these proof engines and visualizing the proofs in the proof engine so really the question becomes what can we actually learn from the running of an algorithm time I shoot here. <sighs> what can we learn from the running of an algorithm? What can we learn by just observing a computer doing something? And then Can a computer learn number theory? Is it even possible? Like, can deep learning learn and apply number theory, given enough examples? And what would that even look like? colleague says it can't be done so these are some different thoughts
I was just listening to this radio show, uh, Paranormal Radio, and they had this guy who's a skeptic and he's blasting everyone. It's kind of funny. Um, it's the, uh, I forget the name. UFO Paranormal and United Public Radio Church of Mavis with Jeffrey Pritchett. 021211. So. That's good. I am jumping everywhere. This is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. <sighs> but this new development here, they ran the power cables underground. Look at that, there's no wires stringing around. Isn't that fancy? And they have this big transformer out front. So, uh, I can't go through this school for the deaf without getting uh, rolled up on again. People be like, you're not supposed to be here, it's private property. Good morning. Residents referrals, dog saloon, salon, pool. If they advertise a pool, does it mean that you can actually use it in the coof? Uh, and at, at some point, you'd think having your own house has never been more necessary than in the lockdown. Like, you could think, oh, well, just renting an apartment and living in the big city is great, until it's not. Until it's not. But people can't get enough of it. 
and I think it's also trying to fit a stereotype or a type trying to play a role even for a little bit to fit a pattern to hit a neuroreceptor let's call it to, to be the transmitter of a certain message is that what it is Discovery Semiconductors, look at that. I didn't know we had a semiconductor company here. They call this area Einstein's Alley. It's kind of neat. Sounds pretentious. What about Gödel's Annex? You know? Still have to go visit Gödel's grave in Princeton to lay some flowers and maybe a, uh, to drop a proof there. this song in my head Ramta Yogi it's like this 2015 Indian Bollywood movie and they have this um, catchy song and someone remixed it with another catchy song I was looking for the Old Town Road and we were listening to that the other day it was pretty crazy started some uh, bread this morning 
I used sourdough and I threw some old yeast in there. We got tons of it. Let's see if it uh, rises up. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Pretty bad podcast. I'm, <laughs> I don't have anything to say today. I mean, I do, but I don't. We can work some stuff out together. We can go through... Well, we're not going to go through numbers. We're not going to just iterate over stuff and drive people crazy. That doesn't really make for good entertainment. <clears throat> Even though I do think it's quite... Interesting to do it alone in my head. I guess people might just be sampling this podcast and just listening to it a little bit. sampling it once in a while, saying, oh, what's in there? Looks like they, uh, the school for the deaf has some uh, active security guards going on. They got the little toll house and interviewing people at the door. So, I, I thought that we could break things down to individual cells sending out signals. I guess if we get into this question of biosemiotics, where we say life is living and cells make decisions or life entities make decisions and they send out signals signals 
neurotransmitters emitting packets of chemicals absorbing them and I guess there's other other things that it does that the cells do I don't know all the steps it can do opening of channels changing the potential of the basic idea of the neurotransmitters of the uh, neurons how they work floodgates and then letting ions in or out not sure exactly how to model that I've read about it a hundred times I guess we have to go back down to chemistry with hydrogen the single proton, single electron that can become separated that the electron can become stripped off the proton and be stolen by another stolen by another um, atom and ionic bonds where they're swapped or shifted between and eventually you get into these chains where you push one electron on one side of a lattice and it pops out on the other side in some kind of transmission that's basically how copper works as far as I understand the electrons are pushed pushed along at a certain speed it's amazing how loud these jeeps are
Okay. I'm gonna step away from all of this noise by a couple hundred feet. Yeah, my block is quite busy. Surrounded by cars and streets. Well, guys, at least I'm getting my steps in today, let me tell you. Getting my coffee. I don't know what else to tell you. It's, um, this is going to be chalked up as another horrible, horrible episode. Where we don't even know what we're talking about. No inspiration. Only perspiration. The actual mechanics of thinking about things. Like, what are the mechanics of thinking about things? What are the mechanics of life? And people have tried to prove that life is mechanical and clockwork for so long. Only to be disproven over and over again, or confounded and find out that it's more complicated than they think. And I think we'll find the same thing ourselves. But it's not to say that it's a completely useless and fruitless endeavor to ask big questions. I guess you could say to me, Mike, why don't you actually just learn all the things there are to learn? You know? Why don't you learn how these, how this chemistry works and biology works and all that? And actually study it. And then tell us about it. Like, why is everything half-baked? and approximate. How come you don't remember all these things and know them for sure? Like, how can we actually observe this happening directly in front of our eyes? Can you show me an example? And um, we did work on that episode, The uh, Beauty of Life, and basically what it came down to was this idea that the symbols we speak are instructions for displaying to the mind, of imag the imaginary mind, 
and the mind will draw draw a picture for you so it's not that the words are have any meaning except that they're instructions for the imagination and they could be arbitrary and that's the imagination that does all the work the symbols have no intrinsic value I guess they could have some rhythm and they could have some rhyme and they could have some formality to them but formality is not is in the end not going to be everything the form and that the form is in the end just an abstraction of some kind I guess or is the form the beauty and the end goal or is it more than that <clears throat> is there a duality of form and essence the one cannot exist without the other that they're two sides of the same coin that is a beautiful idea so now we've saved the episode huh the form of the words is a flip it's the opposite side of the coin of the of the uh, meaning and they can't you can't remove the one side without affecting the other You know, I was thinking, I was going to ask these security guards at the school if um, they don't want people walking on campus, why do they leave the gate open? Why is it unlocked? I guess they've come up with some kind of permissive denial for residents to walk on certain spots in certain ways. Depending on how they how fast they respond. Like here they go sledding, people go sledding. And they don't um there's someone walking. So they don't enforce everything. It's selective enforcement.
so. Form and meaning. Truth and beauty. And I guess not all forms are meaningful or beautiful or true. And this kind of gets into the whole girdle proof, which we're going to study some more. So strap yourself in. Well, not every episode of our show is going to be great. Or even acceptable. Not every moment is going to be amazing. We're going to have long stretches of horrible, horrible, horrible. With brief moments of wow interspersed, peppered in there. Little bits of wow and a lot of shit. Pearls to the pigs, they say. Ireland for the Schweine, pearls for the swine, a diamond in the rough, iron ore in Minecraft, and isn't it just like in Minecraft, some kind of probability function as to where things are distributed, or is it not? There's only so much gold on this planet. Everything has a location. And it's stored. Now this is kind of the amazing thing. Like we talk about numbers. But once we get into physics. Like it gets incredibly amazing that the world is storing all of these atoms. They all have a position. All this dirt. All of these artifacts. All this time. Like the amount of information stored on the planet is just incredible. When you think about there's millions of podcasts. Well, hello. There's gazillions of artifacts created by humans over time. Even if we have 10 billion people today, how many people have we had over time? You know? And that's a good question to ask. What's the total number of people that ever lived by estimation you know using different models if we say that we've had 10,000 years and a population of a million and people lived let's say 100 years right well 10,000 becomes 1,000 10 years decades and that becomes 100 lifetimes so a hundred million is a 
population of a million out of 10 billion. See, the population of the Earth went down to 50,000 or 5,000. That's the Earth. These cars are just so loud. This is insane. It's horrible. I'm going to have to write this down as the most horrible form, the diamond in the rough that's going to be this episode. But we're not going to give up. I was listening to the Jocko podcast, and he's talking about this guy in North Korean prison camp, which was effectively, or was it North Vietnam? North Korean, which is effectively the Chinese. And, um, how he saw people giving up and he saw people picking out beans out of the poop in the latrine because they were starving undigested soya beans and um, he said how he had the will to live and the will to survive. And um, that's what we have here on this podcast. We have the will to continue, even facing adversity like our business. This is the sound of progress, people. All these people are busy going somewhere. To go sit in an office so the boss can shit on them. We want you to come back to the office so we have more and better communication. That's right, because we can't communicate with words. We can't communicate with video chats. No, we have to actually be together so we can really give you the cold shoulder. Because this cold shoulder thing isn't working. We can't really shun you or make you feel like shit online. You know, we have to do that in person. That's that's what's really missing here, see. We can't trigger your self-destructive behavior properly over the phone. We need to get you into a bar. Isn't that funny? Well, I'm reducing all my liabilities. The office will be closed in August. We get all of our major items out of there. We get one, a couple more loads to go, and then we're done. We should just rent a truck tonight and close it out. And then I was thinking about setting up a pop-up shop in the office until the lease, lease runs out. A pop-up shop. Grandma got her shed built today, yesterday. 
and the guy was there all day until 8 p.m. at night, and he had to call in his friend for help to build the shed. And they were able to salvage pieces of the old shed for the foundation, so that was good. an amazingly high amount of traffic. We're not going to do this anymore. It's horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Hey, at least we have the sidewalk. In Kansas, they had roads like this with just ditches on both sides. Fall in the ditch, asshole. And they would just roar by you with their pick em up trucks. You know, and that's why sometimes I really am happy when the gas prices go up and people drive less. I was saying uh, that this whole dog show business is really killing the planet in terms of people driving everywhere to show their dogs. Like, thinking if the uh, gas price is going up to $7 would stop that or not. It might not even stop them. It might slow them down a little bit though. It's like, why do you have to go across five states to go to a dog show? You know? Can't you, like, be happy within, let's say, a three-hour drive? Do you really need to take off a week to drive across the country? your dogs in a van. You know? So. I guess I have to put Outlook on my phone or maybe forward important uh, alerts, um, what do you call them, calendar events to uh, my email address, my private email address. generated to so I think I need to plan things out better that I don't get caught up in all that traffic Let's be honest, the first thing is I was up too late. Stayed up too late. Good morning.
too late. Stayed up too late. Got up too late. Well, we had an emergency yesterday. A literal emergency. And that has to take priority. You gotta have urgency. Okay, guys, that's it for now. That's all you get. That's all I've got. See ya. Feed the fungus, 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 fe